So we did a million in 2020 and we did 1.4 in January of this year and we continue to scale that number up this year. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hey guys, my guest today is Jonathan Fishbeck. He's the founder and CEO of Estate Space, a technology platform that simplifies lifestyle management service and operations to maintain real property assets to help reduce risk and protection and protect wealth succession. He was previously the founder and CEO at a design build firm whose focus was advising, designing, constructing, and operationalizing sizable estate uh, properties for families and family offices. Jonathan, you ready to take us to the top? Uh, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Nathan. Who's thinking about this? Like an 80-year-old with 10 million in real estate assets and three nephews, and they don't know how to divide it amongst the nephews? Uh, no. So the, our, our clients are going to be typically between the age of like 35 and 55. Um, so uh, we, we spend a lot of our time working with uh, CEOs, uh, technology founders, uh, entrepreneurs that <clears throat> ended up accumulating a lot of assets uh, very quickly, and, and the level of complexity started to grow uh, very rapidly. Interesting. Okay, so so tell me how you help them. Like, what's a big maybe? What's a big mistake that a bunch of my listeners right now? Maybe they made a million bucks real quick. What's a mistake they might make with that million that you can help them with? Yeah. So so I think where where we're helping people out is on all of the things that are non financial. So they buy homes, they buy cars, they start to accumulate a lot of things. Right. The more money that you make, the more things that you have the ability to buy, and a lot of times people start to accumulate very rapidly. And what ends up happening is that um, they're reacting to managing those things, right? So we help people proactively manage those things where they're saving time, they're saving money. Uh, they actually know what they have and where it is at all times. Um, I know what bank accounts I have. I know where all my financial stuff is. I've got a team of people managing it. Uh, a lot of times with all of my physical assets, and that's where we really step in to help, um, you know, it's, it's you're, you're managing your home in a reactive way. I have a water leak, so now I fix it. Whereas uh, we're helping you proactively prevent that water leak and ultimately helping you kind of enjoy, you know, you, things should, you should be able to come home and enjoy, not things that you should be worrying about. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. What am I going to pay you uh, on average per month to use this technology? So if you're a single person, you're paying $45 a month. Um, if you have a team of 200, then uh, your, your per user cost is going to go down based on the number of people that you have. Um, so, you know, whether you're a small business, you know, I'm a three-time founder. So, I've always wanted a platform that I could buy that might cost me a couple hundred dollars for a five, six person team to be able to manage my business, manage my clients, and ultimately not have to do a bunch of rework because I have a system that's intelligent enough 
allow me to do all those things, capture that information in a database-driven experience uh, to ultimately uh, uh, give people what they need when they want based on their role, based on their permissions. Now, where did you, like, when did you launch this and where did you get the idea? Did you have it before you were doing work at the family office or did you see problems at the family office that gave you the idea? Yeah, so so this actually came from my my previous uh, venture as uh, work, working with ultra high net worth families as a general contractor. And we finished a very large project. It took us about six years. Uh, there was tens of thousands of pages of documents and I knew no one would ever look at them, read them. It was very difficult to consume. And so the idea for estate space came about five years ago when we it, we found it impossible to transition uh, a, a multi $10 million project uh, to the client because there was just so much information. And so what ended up happening is um, we realized that we were now sucked into like the facilities management role when that's not really what our company did, but obviously we adapted, uh, we took care of the client. And so uh, that was kind of the genesis. And then the, the maturation has really been uh, moving from like the physical asset portfolio to property management, really now to uh, communications and, and an end-to-end operational um, platform that will allow you know, workflows, business intelligence, and again, giving all members of your estate space the right information um, at any given time so that we're cutting down on a lot of the administration, administrative inefficiencies that go on, uh, especially in private residences. Okay, so 2016 was when you launched the company? Uh, 2017. 2017. Okay, and now how many customers are you serving today? Yeah, so we have over 50 families. Uh, we have multiple billionaires on the platform. Uh, we just started scaling a couple of months ago, so it's been a really exciting year. So we've exceeded our, our sales numbers from last year and the first month of this year, and we're really taking off. Uh, we've, uh, over the last, so, you know, from the year of the idea, we had our, our first release in 19. Uh, our our 2.0 release was in 2020. Uh, and then uh, 3.0 is coming out uh, middle of October of 2021. And that's what we're really excited for because we'll have end-to-end capabilities. Again, we've got workflows. We have a marketplace um, for service providers to help our clients on things that we don't do, uh, as well as business intelligence. So those are kind of the three things when you think about a state space. And now we'll have a uh, web of both mobile, Android, Apple. So we'll be able to be anywhere that our clients need us to be. Let's talk more about that in a second. But first, take me back to that beautiful sort of year one, 2019, to get that release out. Do you remember revenue that year, total revenue? Uh, yeah, th- that total revenue that year was probably about $150,000. What, what was going through your head the year end closeout? Was it, were you exciting or were you bummed or what? No, I think we were, we were psyched, right? So we, 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 that was kind of like our, our proof of concept launch. So we kind of thought, saw that as like our beta launch. Uh, we got 13 uh, clients and they were uh, spread across ultra high net worth families, family offices, and then um, supporting service providers. So property management company, uh, we also had an estate management company. And so we got all of the flavors that we were looking for, and then we were able to get a ton of feedback. Um, and then we were, and that led to our 2.0 release, which was, so we were launched September of 19, second one came in June of 2020. And now um, this October is 3.0. That's probably what I'm most excited about. Again, you know, we, we try to listen really well and then uh, apply that feedback in a way that benefits all of our customers. So 150 grand in 2019, what did you scale up to in 2020? So we did a million in 2020 and we did 1.4 in January of this year and we continued to scale that number up this year. And is that 1.4 cash collected? Like you pulled a bunch of annual payments in that first first month? Uh, no, so that was just uh, a contracts one and then that was aggregated over uh, a 12 month period. I see. So like, I guess the way to ask this would be like last month, what was your monthly recurring revenue, would you say? Uh, about 175,000. 
Wow. Okay. Got it. So, so got it. So you're, you're, uh, I guess you just broke essentially $2 million run rate. So, you know, what do you think you'll finish the year at? Uh, so I'm hoping to throw about another 750 to 1.1 on top of it. That's what I'm projecting. Where's the growth coming from? Is it more seats across the same 50 customers or adding brand new families altogether? Yeah, no, it's, it's adding, but it's now that we're, now that we have our, our web application uh, coming out, uh, we're able to start onboarding businesses. So we're able to, so a lot of our families are going to be anywhere from about five to 10 users, Nathan, but businesses can be anywhere from uh, a, like 50 to a couple thousand because the state space is built for everyone in your ecosystem. So if you think about a business, right, you might have um, employees, you have vendors, you have suppliers, you have clients, all of those people are part are members of your estate space. And yeah, so- I just, oh, Nathan, sorry, I want, I want to make sure my audience doesn't miss this. You're really playing in like the physical asset management space. For example, if you are a CEO and you buy 30 and max for 30 team members, I could manage those max on your platform. Is that accurate? It is. Yeah. So it's not just like you own a mansion and you need to do like tax planning. It's, it's, right. you're really, again, if this is an asset class that's growing very quick, there are a lot of SaaS companies in this space growing quickly. You're in this space. Yes. Interesting. Okay. How are you finding customers? Uh, so, a lot, a, a, so it's, it's kind of threefold. So we, uh, we're campaigning for very specific um, people. Uh, so we're finding people via, like through LinkedIn. Uh, we have an extensive network. So part of the, the, the beauty about estate space is, uh, my, myself, my partner, we were able to roll up about 18 years of human capital into this company. So our, our whole network was really applicable. Um, and then uh, we have a, you know, we have a team that's that's out doing outreach. Uh, we have, you know, a digital inbound funnel as well. So we're advertising, we're marketing, but we're targeting the people that we feel that we can really have the biggest impact on. And so that's, you know, that's, that's high, the high net worth individuals, executive uh, family offices, and then the supporting service providers. And, and when I say that, we're focusing on um, uh, more of a luxury market as our go-to market. So, like the like a luxury contract management company or a consultant that's helping with um, you know uh, something to do with more on the estate management or property management side. Uh, th- those are kind of the, the main targets that we're going after from a from a B two B perspective. Remote teams are all the rage right now. In fact, many companies want to stay this way, even post-pandemic. And the reasoning's obvious. Hiring talent from anywhere in the world means you can bring on better talent. But the challenges are very real. How do you manage employees in other countries, legally and easily? What about international payroll, employee benefits? What are taxes like in countries that are far away from where you're based? You need to understand all of this, including local paperwork and local compliance for all your remote employees. Now, two of the most successful remote companies, both GitLab and Zapier, have reached multi-billion dollar valuations, and they use a special tool, a secret portal, I like to call it, at remote.com. Remote's platform is easy to use for full-time employees, contractors, and your HR team. They help you scale your international team, your remote team, at a price you can afford. Now look, when I sign up sponsors, you guys know I like to get a great deal for our listeners. Otherwise, we won't run the sponsorship. Well, Remote has delivered. Sign up today and receive a 50% discount off your first employee for the first three months. Check out nathanlacka.com forward slash remote and enter promo code LATKA to get started. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash remote and promo code L-A-T-K-A. Check it out today before you miss out. Last month, how much did you spend on just paid ads? 
uh, probably about three grand. So not and how many? That's not a ton. Yeah. How many new customers did you have last month? Uh, one uh, okay. from those advertisements. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So is that sort of the right tack? You're willing to spend about three grand to get a new customer? No. Um, so right right now, because we're sunsetting 2.0 and releasing 3.0, uh, we're we're starting to pivot our marketing uh, and our messaging. Our website will be turning over next month. So. Uh, we have, uh, I'd say, a handful of referrals that are coming on to the two point for the two point release, which was mobile centric, mobile first, uh, with a with a very simple web supporting application. Um, and so, not to confuse uh, our upcoming buyers and a lot of the people that are in our pipeline, uh, we're going to be pivoting all of that. So I'm kind of okay with that. But typically, on average, about three to five thousand dollars is going to get us like three to five million eyeballs, and then from there, we're looking at about. 500 um, leads that that probably end up somewhere around 150 of sales qualified leads that typically, you know, from there, we start working down about, you know, anywhere from like 30, 20 to 50% by the time that you get down to it. So that 5,000 should really lead to about uh, 10, 10 customers in a month. I see. Now, have you bootstrapped all this or did you guys raise? Family owned and operated, built in the United States. I love that. So do you own 100%? Uh, so myself, uh, then my 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 family, and and then I'd say there's we have eight stakeholders, but myself and my family, we own eighty eight percent of the company in year five. That's very cool. Now, any plans to raise, or do you want to stay bootstrapped? So we we were going to have plans to raise, but we ended up um, really getting uh, the right clients and the right people in the company, and then we're scaling now. So there's. Uh, there's no. I've taken that off the table, given how exhausting it it was to raise some of the, the money just internally right now. So, um, so no plan, no plans of like a formal Series A at this point. What do you mean by that? Raising money internally? Just mean working with myself and my my direct family to you know figure out what capital we wanted to allocate um, to this to this venture, right? So um, that that ended up um, you know it's just all very time consuming. I was I was looking to raise with family and friends. I'd say I, I think we raised somewhere around a million dollars, um, and then we've you know we've also had um, you know a great uh, we had a client that came on that's also what, uh, what year was that? Sorry, when you raised a million? Uh, well, that was uh, 2019. Okay, so you did sort of raise, but it was all family and friends. It, yeah, well, it, it was like three and th- three three family and friends, and then the, we we we've, we've to date we've invested uh, just over seven million dollars uh, across the company, and that's uh, about a million of that was was not my direct family. I see. I see. What would you value the company at today? So uh, we keep it really simple. So we're just 10x a- ARR. So by the end of this year, uh, you know, my goal is to get us somewhere to that 20 million mark. Um, and that's yep. just, that's a, a kind of a middle of the line conservative SaaS model because we are pure SaaS. Yep. Yep. I mean, I personally would argue you're worth more than that. If you're already at $175,000 per month in revenue, right? So that's about a $2.2 million run rate. I'd say like minimum 60. Although you, all you investors listening aren't going to like that I'm building Jonathan up like this, but I would say at least 66, 70 million. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like you, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can pay me the commission after the call. All right. No, just kidding, Jonathan. Uh, what's the team size today? How many folks? Uh, so we just uh, scaled the company. So we were at six about six months ago, and now we're at 13 going to 15. Uh, that's mainly consists. Uh, first, we we tripled our development team, um, and then from there we. How many uh, developers? Uh, we have eight total developers, and now we're starting to add sales uh, salespeople, and then from there we'll backfill customer success, um, and that'll be a great problem to have. How many quota carrying sales reps do you have? Uh, three. And what's the quota? 
so they're just coming on right now as we're scaling. So they just are actually that team's growing Monday of the of next week. So, um, uh, but their quote is to, to come out of the gate is going to be to get acclimated, and then as the 3.0 uh, as 3.0 hits, uh, you know, we'll expect to see you know anywhere from five to ten sales per person per month. Got it. What does that mean in terms of new ARR in the first twelve months? You want them to drive. So, I mean, if you're just going kind of on average deal flow size, I mean, each one of them should be bringing in anywhere from, you know, 10 to 25,000 at best, I would say to start. Yep. 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 So call it like a $300,000 first year quota on the high side, $25,000 a month, right? And new MRR. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. That's always, the, that's always the hardest part is when you're start making those first three hires, like what quota do you give them, but also give them time to ramp up. You don't want to overwhelm them on day one and then they get demotivated. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things where we're just super transparent, Nathan, right? So we just tell them kind of where they are. They know they're coming in on the ground level, um, you know, gave them the opportunity to sell what we have now, but, you know, that's kind of maybe counterproductive to their long-term goals. So, you know, they're, they're coming all in on, on 3.0's release and, and that's really great, right? Because um, ultimately they're going to be, uh, they're going to know the company, they're going to know the client, they're going to know the product, and they're going to be able to make sure that everyone's a great fit. Now, one of the great things about where we're going with 3.0, everything's user driven. Everything's, you know, we've, we've integrated Stripe right into the platform. Uh, we're, you know, in the process of getting, you know, SOC compliance and, and really taking our, our, our company to the next level. And, and all of that for our clients means easy buying. So you're able to just click to sign up, pay, click to sign in and go. And then, you know, from there, it's software as a service. And we're supporting all your technology needs, but we've built an affiliate partner program to help someone that has any size house uh, do all of the catalog, digital cataloging, right? We have partners to help you uh, with advice. You know, being in the space as a, a consultant and an owner rep for about a decade now, you know, the hardest thing for most of our families, most of our clients is getting good advice at the right time and finding really great people to help them. And so, you know, we try to not only unblock the road from an intuitive technology platform perspective, but also surround them with a marketplace of service providers that can help them accelerate and maximize the things that a state space can do for their yeah. yeah. Now you mentioned obviously you're bootstrapping this, right? You put 7 million in yourself and then a million from sort of outsiders, but are you guys profitable today or burning capital? Uh, we're, we're, we're still burning a little bit. Our profitability is we're probably about, well, not probably we're 350 K of recurring or away, away from break even. Of annual recurring. Of annual recurring. Yep. Yeah. So like that basically means $175,000 a month last year in revenue, you spent like, like maybe a total of 220 grand or something on all expenses. Yeah. So our, our expenses are less than what we're bringing in, but, um, but it's, but from a, from where we're going to grow this year, I want, I need another 350 of annual recurring to support the scale and the growth that I have coming on. I see. That so, but, okay. But if we just look last month, right? So, so last month, main... last month we made more than we spent by about, Oh, great. Uh, $15,000. Yeah. Oh, great. So okay. That's great. So profitable last month, but again, you're, you're, you're about to keep reinvesting in growth. So you'll need to keep adding. So, so yeah, it's, it's not, it's not a perfect model when it comes to like profitability. So, you know, we just need to continue to keep building, keep growing, keep selling. Yeah. No, I like that. All right. That should be the model for every SaaS founder, Jonathan. Let's uh, wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite book? Uh, I'd say my, my favorite book of all time is going to have to be um, uh, the E-Myth uh, Revisited. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, absolutely. So, um, I mean, I follow, uh, I, I, I like uh, Bezos. I like, I like Amazon. I like to follow Apple. I like to follow Netflix. Uh, I'm a huge fan of, um, 
uh, of those three for, for a number of different reasons. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd say those are probably the top three that I follow. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a state space? Uh, I would say my favorite online tool for building a state space. Um, Besides your own. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I would probably have to say I would put Envision up there from a design to development perspective. It does a lot. Um, so I, I'd say Envision. Number uh, four here. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Seven. Seven. That's pretty good. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? I, I'm, I'm, I'm happily married uh, to my wife, Vanessa. I have three kids, a uh, daughter, 15, uh, a son who's four and another son who's two. I've got two, two beautiful dogs and five birds. So that's amazing. Uh, How old are you, uh, Josh? Jonathan, I, sorry. I just turned 39, uh, June 3rd. Wow. Okay. Last question here. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Um, I wish I would have told myself to, to get good advice um, before I started a company. So, um, and not just good, good advice, right? I, I got that. I think it was getting, getting good advice from somebody that was in the space that I was going into. So uh, I was actually just uh, asked a question of like, if I had a thousand dollars, what would I spend it on? And, um, and I've watched that same question get asked, but my answer was simple. I, I would, I would pay for really, really good advice because it's, in, it's, it's, it's intrinsic, right? It's going to carry on value with me forever. So um, so that's, that's what I wish I knew. And that's kind of what I, I, as I mentor and help other, uh, young CEOs and entrepreneurs, it's, you know, get good advice from somebody that's been in the space that you want to go into, that's already done it. Um, because you know, the mistakes early are the ones that cost the most. Guys, estatespace.com. If you're buying 50 Macs for your team, they'll help you track all those Macs real time. Call it in physical asset management, right? $150,000 a year in revenue back in 2019 grew to a million last year. And this year, they're already at a $2.2 million run rate. They've done all this bootstrapped using their own internal capital. They have over 50 customers that pay an average $3,500 per year for the platform. They were profitable last month, 15,000 bucks as they look to continue to scale with their team of 13 today, six in eight engineers. Uh, and their first three sales reps coming on board with a $300,000 quote. We'll see what happens next. Jonathan, thanks for taking us to the top. Awesome. Nathan, appreciate your time.